Welcome, everybody, to the loudest podcast one year anniversary and extravaganza. I'm your host, Steris Konos. With me is, quote, the funny one, Sriracha. Hey there, simps. How's it simping? <laughs> she has been... The only way I can describe it is cutting a promo on Simpson Reply Guys for the past couple of days. I don't know who she's talking to. She's not on camera. She's just doing it like on the subway. She'll be like, hey, there's Simpson Reply Guys. Hey, stop manspreading. Move out of the way. Hey, don't sneeze on the railing, you Simps Reply Guy cut. It's very weird. Okay, first of all, how dare you even imply that I would say the word manspreading? That's true. No, you would never. (laughs) If you're a fucking simp, if you're a reply guy, I need to pick up that motherfucking phone. And call 1-800-Patreon.com Yeah, so she's been promoting Patreon.com stairs to me. I'm Mysterios. We're like, we're in the movie theater last night, and she's just, she's drunk. Sorry, you were real drunk, and you were just yelling about simps. Yeah, that sounds like me. It was really... We went to the nicest movie theater to see the most bullshit movie. On Valentine's Day, we went on a... Valentine's Day adventure. A cringe adventure. (laughs) To see the Sonic the Hedgehog movie in the nicest theater I've ever been to in my life. That theater did not deserve the treatment that it got from that movie. (laughs) (laughs) I had a great time. So so this was my Valentine's Day plan originally. Get her a bottle of get her this bottle of perfume that I know she likes, so I took a picture of it two years ago and I was going through my photos and I found it. Take her to like a nice restaurant, maybe a bar, some dancing, what have you. But then, you know, I text, I, I, I text people, they text me back, I text listeners. I haven't, I'm sorry, I'm a little bit behind, by the way, I apologize, I'm a little bit behind. But um, one of my listeners, Michael, said, are you going to take Sarantia to see the Sonic the Hedgehog movie? <laughs> Sonic movie. <laughs> and I picked up the phone canceled dinner reservations at Shayla Ray, returned the perfume, like set fire to the flowers. And I went to, I found the nicest movie theater in New York. It was awesome. It's called Epic, like epic, but not. And would you care to describe the theater? It's one of those theaters that you see on Pinterest that like you have little beds and you could lay down and watch the movie in your little bed and they bring you free popcorn and they like they serve booze there and they have a restaurant. It, it's really nice. It's the best way you could experience that bullshit ass movie we saw. Okay, I like the movie a lot. It's weird. We have You're entitled opinions. to your wrong fucking opinion. Sonic movie. But we get there every Okay, first off, none of the seats are together. It's all just these little like booths. These little cute little booths. And so next to like there's a and there's big dividers between the booths. So like you have some privacy. It's nice. Um next to us is like a mom and her daughter seeing the sound movie on a Friday night. It was so fucking cute. And then and then we're next door. Sriracha is again screaming about Simpson reply guys. <laughs> but every seat when you get in has a pillow and a blanket. All the seats recline electrically like you push a button it's like and all of a sudden you're like total relaxation mode they have these like ninjas that like are constantly refilling your popcorn and so oh and did you like i just banged the side of the 
the booth accidentally because I was trying to adjust my chair and a cup holder fell out. It was so cool. Yeah, it was really, it was like fucking back to the future bullshit. It was really cool. By the way, did you see, oh wait, no, that's off topic. <laughs> oh no, wait, it's okay. You, you just said the word recline. I was saying, did you see that? epic debate going on on the internet about do you have the right to recline your airplane seat this is a this is an off topic this is an entire topic let's get into it a little bit right now okay okay first off obviously i believe you have the right to recline your airline your airplane seat because it's a feature of the seat there's no law against it it doesn't say please don't recline it's like Okay, yeah, I feel like you have the right to recline your seat. What do you think? No, fuck you. Anybody who does it should be shot in both angles. (laughs) But do they have the right? No, no. Listen. Again, we're talking about the right. Like, is it annoying? Yeah, especially on today's modern tiny planes, where what they've done is, to make more money, they've put in more seats. These seats recline at like a 1970s angle. Yeah. On a 2010s plane. Like, okay, oh, here's the perfect example. Now they have airlines that only have coach. Southwest, JetBlue, Spirit. There is no first class. Spirit's first class is literally called Big Seat. Yes. I'm not making that up. That is true. It's called Big Seat. Yes. Okay. So it's like, in order to... Why have they done this? Because they've realized that, like, we will just cram ourselves into these tubes like cattle to save $10. We yes, will. we will. So, you know, it's like, yeah, I, like, you have the right to recline, but I don't think you should, I don't think you should go all the way back and shove your shit in someone's face, especially when they're, when they're on a little tray. Look, I've been rambling. You, you go. Sorry, you go. I mean, you have the right to take pictures of people's kids out in public. I don't think you do. <laughs> yes, wait, you do. Wait, wait. Is there a law against it? No. Should you be doing it? Absolutely the fuck not. And I will not blame anybody who flips the fuck out at you for doing it. I'm going to call <laughs> listener Don, who is a cop, right now and ask him, do you have the right to take to take photos of strangers' kids. Do it, simp. You really want me to do this? Yeah, go I'm for calling it. him right now. Hold on. All right. Let me find him. <laughs> Riveting content. That's okay. We'll get to it. Garfield's Guide to Online Friends. <laughs> okay. It's ringing. Hello? Hey, hey Don, you're, you're on the air. You're on tape. You're not live, but, like, you're on tape. How you doing? Hey, brother, how's it going? It, 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 it's, it's going okay. All right, Sriracha has a question. Dom, is it against the law to take photos of other people's children while they are out in a public space? Say again, is it legal to take pictures of other people's children while they're in a public place? That is, that's exactly Correct. the question. Uh, legally speaking, um, the person in court can, can claim that, oh, I was just taking a picture of the area and the children were in the way. Now, if you put a camera in somebody's face, you know, you can't, that's an invasion of privacy. Yeah, exactly! But is it against the law? Especially somebody's kids. If, you know, if the police, if if you call the police and the police show up, they're like, hey, this dude just came up to me and just, like, started taking pictures of my kid without permission, you know, 
Child endangerment. How is that child endangerment? You can, yeah, you can, you can. You can. Remember, if you're arrested, what the police charge isn't always what the attorney downtown, the prosecution is not always what they charge. For example, some of the kids can be arrested for disorderly conduct, and that's the only thing the police officer charges. And so when the person is taken downtown, and you know they speak to the attorney. And the attorney, let's say they, they, they see the person's past, it's like, wait a minute, this person has a history of doing this. For example, uh, let's say somebody scratches somebody's car and they get caught. Okay, that's a that's a, a violation. That's a, um, not, it's not the sort of kind of criminal mischief. But if they see they have a history of it, then they can bump up the charges. They can actually, you know, they can further the investigation. They can go to other stores and look at them and request to see the cameras. Like, oh, wait a minute, somebody's, somebody's there's an open case of a, of a, of a Oh, see, here I was sitting thinking that you could just take pictures of anybody if you're outside. No, you can't just take pictures of anybody if you're outside. Okay, um, Officer Don. to get away with it, they do that. Paparazzi, like, that's how they make their money. They go and take pictures of celebrities. Exactly. But remember, remember something very important. If you're taking pictures of somebody, and they're trying to kick your ass, and the police show up and they ask, what the hell's going on? Oh, this is taking pictures of me and invasion of my privacy. The police can No, they might look the other way. As long as nobody's hurt, nobody's claiming injuries, like, oh, he broke my camera. Well, why'd he break your camera? Were you taking pictures of him and, and you know, getting in his face? Maybe you deserve that. No, okay, so. Okay, I have one more question. I mean, is it legal? What's up? Is it legal to beat the shit out of someone for reclining their airplane seats? <laughs> is it illegal to beat the crap out of somebody? What? Is it illegal to beat the shit out of someone for reclining their airplane seats? <laughs> did, did, did he hang up on me? Assaulting somebody is illegal. Yes, assaulting somebody is illegal. Well, it shouldn't be. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Officer Don. I'm gonna hang up. Thank, thank you. Uh-huh. If you're creating an uncomfortable position for the person, they are allowed to, you know, not be in an uncomfortable. You're sitting in a seat, and somebody decides to like crush you with this. You're like, hey, can you fix yourself, please? What is your problem? Exactly. What's going on here? Yes. See, I believe yeah, I should have the right to. Like, oh well, I want to recline my seat. Like, well. You know, Jack Wagon, why don't you, you know, sit up straight so everyone else does it? Because, you know, remember, we're all, we're all not genetically built the same. Yes! Six foot five, two hundred pounds, and Taracha's, you know, about 10, about 20, like five, two, five, three. Which, and she reclines her seat on me. I'm like, oh, excuse me, man, do, do you mind? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, see, I believe that I should have the right. It's not, it's not you know, it, 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 it all comes down to humility and being humble. Like, dude, can, you know, if somebody behind you that can't really sit properly in the seat and you try to like and then you know if you decide to continue they decide to slap you across the face to get to get the, the point across well I think we should have the right to rectify this situation by shitting in their lap alright thank you we love you <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna text him real quick and say thank you then we'll keep going oh my god <laughs> <laughs> Tell him I wasn't taking pictures of people's kids. (laughs) 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 
Okay, so we just heard from cool cop Don, who agrees you can't just take pictures of people's kids. Okay, well, I the underlying message that I got was that it is legal to take pictures of people's kids if you can come up with a good excuse for it. <laughs> Like, you're, you're never going to be taken into... See, the thing is that disorderly conduct is illegal, and it's just a catch-all. You're not going to be in court and hear, uh, John, you are charged with taking pictures of other people's kids. Granted. But when you're in front of the judge, what's the charge? Disorderly conduct. What was the conduct? Uh, a random girl kept uh, calling people simps and reply guys, singing some song about... Ooh, you so warm, kiss me on my necky wecky, some sort of song. And she was uh, shoving her iPhone 7 in, in small children's faces. Did she know the children? No. Well, what would the judge say? The judge would say, well, it's not illegal to take pic- photos of... It is legal to take photos of other people's kids, but the crime of being a furry must be punished. Juice up the electric chair. Okay, good. I'm glad Well, I'm glad that we could come to some conclusion on this. Now let's talk about the important thing, this recliner thing, which is a story that we're selling, we're telling inside our static story on this, our one-year anniversary. Hell yeah. I mean, I don't think you should ever do it. I don't think you should ever recline your fucking seat. Ever. I don't think they should physically be able to recline. I think it should be, it should be akin to, no, I do think that chairs should be able to recline if, like, there's a disabled person Mm -hmm. or somebody getting on the plane, but it should be, like, the fucking waterproof vest. You do not use it unless you absolutely have to. I 100% agree with this. I am, I think that the amount of comfort you get from a typical recline is not proportional to the amount of discomfort you cause someone. Correct. Like, um, it's it's like, ah, yes, two degrees, two degrees of freedom. Oh, I love being slightly more back. And now this person on their laptop, like, fucking can't type. Because a lot of times, like, when you recline, it fucks up that little table, and now the guy can't work, and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's just difficult, because it's like, well, if I'm the only person on a plane, I should be able to recline. You know what I mean? You should be able to recline if there's no one behind you or if you're disabled. How about that? I agree with that. But man, let me tell you, these fucking simps on Twitter, you should see how fucking mad the airplane recliners were getting. Like, I saw this one bitch say something like, uh, somebody was like, when you recline your seat, the tray is in my lap. I'm 6'9", I'm real tall, uh, don't fucking recline your seat. And this girl was like, I paid for this seat. If you're so tall, if you take up so much space that you, the tray's in your lap, get a first class ticket. Like, bitch, do you realize how expensive, first class tickets are like 3000 Oh yeah, let me just uh, pull 3000 extra dollars out of my fucking ass because you're an inconsiderate piece of shit. Don't recline your seat. I had no idea how expensive first class was. They're very fucking expensive. I just, until I started working like in the corporate world because oh. because like originally I was like I was like hey can I get first class and they were like well why don't you price it out and so I used like the corporate portal it's like all right flying coach $200 flying first class like $2,600 it's not like twice as expensive or three times as expensive it's some ridiculous multiplier because they know that the only people that are buying first class are people spending corporate money like Monopoly money or actual fucking celebrities? Like, 
If you're a six foot nine girl, it doesn't mean you're rich. Being tall doesn't equal rich. Although, interestingly, tall people do make more money overall than short people, but they die sooner. It's the candle that burns twice as bright, burns half as long. I read the most interesting thing about Uber. Oh, wait, no, this is another option. No, no, let's get into that because we were talking last night in an Uber and you could not stop talking about this. And I said, I get the sense you want to talk about this on tomorrow's show. But just to wrap up the reclining conversation real quick, do you think you have the right to put one of those no recline gizmos on the seat in front of you? Absolutely. Not only do I think it is a right, I think you have a moral responsibility to acquire one of those things and use it every single time you are on an airplane. We cannot let them keep getting away with this. They need to be stopped. Even though that's not technically, quote, your seat. See, that's the thing. Like, if I bought a no recline gizmo and I put it on my seat, well, I can also not recline. I don't need the gizmo. You're gizmoing someone else's seat, much like when Dr. Robotnik launched those egg gizmos at Sanic. Yeah, and you know what? I just thought of something. Yeah, I sure as shit don't own your seat, but I own the space in front of my seat. Oh, and let me tell you, if somebody's God. fucking toddler was crawling on me, I wouldn't let that fucking fly. So why should I let you recline your fucking seat into the space that I paid for? Fuck you. Buy, you buy a first class ticket if you want to recline. I th- aren't these gizmos have some sort of cool name. Like literally, I think they're called like space defenders. I think they're called like comfort defenders. That's exactly the strategy that they use to promote this product. Great work, Sriracha. Okay, so we agree, you know. Now, why are we talking about this? Wasn't there a video of a dude like punching a lady's seat eight times? Really? Was there? I don't know. I just saw the discourse on the internet. That's why this is happening. So like some lady like reclined and then some dude, or maybe it was a dude reclined and a lady punched. Someone punched the chair in front of them like eight times. Good. Now that's what the internet is discussing. Like, do you have the right to punch the seat in front of you violently eight times? Yes. I think you have the right to punch the person in front of you violently <laughs> eight times or more. Whatever it takes to get the job done. Can't recline when you're past the fuck out. All right. Now <laughs> let's lean forward into another topic, which is Uber tipping. Uber tipping. I read this really fucking fascinating article with the chief e- economist at Uber and formerly Lyft that was like, apparently there is... About 19% of people leave tips on Uber rides. And there is a one, only 1% of people tip 100% of the time. And those people are always likely to be males and they are always likely to just be really nice fucking people who give to other charities. So Stereos, I'm proud to announce you are in the really good, nice fucking people group. It's an exclusive club, not like us ass wipes. This might be the only time you can ever say a Stereos Coconuts is in the 1%. You are. I, I tip every time I Uber or Lyft because I feel so guilty that I know, and this is just before the study, I was like, I think a lot of other people don't tip. I was like, I'm going to tip so that they don't have to. And sometimes, and this is real simp reply, black, reply guy <laughs> behavior. So like, I'll get a discount sometimes. They'll be like, you get 25% off. And, and sometimes it'll be ridiculous. They're like, you get 50% off this ride. So like wow. a $60 ride will be $30. 
I will tip to the 60, not the 30. Cause I'm like, look, I got the discount, but there's no, but like my driver shouldn't get like a discount on their tip. So like, I will I have a weird thing about Ubers and, and maybe over tipping, but, uh, but keep going. Sorry. No, I'm trying to think of, I usually don't tip on Ubers, but like if there's a really, really nice driver or I remember tipping in Philly once because the driver was just incredibly nice. Like I was sitting there and I was like, I guess like rolling my head back and she's like, Oh, do you feel sick? I was like, yeah, a little bit. She's like, Oh, here I have gum and mints. It's like, Oh, that was nice of you. Do you tip, do you tip when you go out to eat? Yes. Oh, that's interesting. Do you tip, uh, do you tip, um, when food gets delivered? Yes. Okay. But you don't tip your Uber driver? No, I don't tip taxi drivers either. You don't tip yellow cab drivers? No, fuck you. <laughs> this is really interesting. Is it? Yeah. Is it? I tip my hairstylist. I tip people. I, you know, I don't know why I do it. I tip my hairstylist. I tip the ladies who do my nails. I tip every time when I go out to eat. I do not tip in taxis. <laughs> That's really interesting. Do you think you should or do you think... Like what? Like I, I want to explore like the brain space around that. See, I don't. I don't. First of all, I don't think anybody should be tipping anywhere. Well, I think it should be yes. fucking illegal. Yes, obviously. Uh, oh, oh, Adam ruins everything. Of course, tipping is bullshit in Europe. I also like how in America we just think of like Europe like this like wonderland where they'll be like we'll be like in europe they can retire in europe they all have health insurance in europe they're paid like bartenders and waiters are paid a fair wage so they don't so that like i don't have to pay more out of my pocket their boss pays them to work is europe really cool should we move to europe i don't know dude let me tell you uh, everybody everybody has this idea that like british people are super fancy and I, no they're all fucking chaps and it always is raining no i've never because i i knew a lot of british people in los angeles and they were all a bunch of like rowdy drunks did i tell you that one time i met global megastar robbie williams who is that exactly <laughs> he is like at the time he was like more popular than fucking michael jackson in the world but i was working for a british lady who was working with like the borat people and um like robbie williams was just there like shooting pool and it was really really interesting to see how little americans gave a shit or cared about him and how relaxed that made him. He was like so happy to not be known. Like we just like talked about billiards for like 20 minutes with like Robbie Williams, like a global mega. Okay, but anyway, anyway. See, that is fucking fascinating. That's how you tell somebody is really famous if they don't want to be recognized. Have you seen that video of Chanel West Coast flipping a fucking tit because she got kicked out of a nightclub for being too drunk? Okay, first off, who is Chanel West Coast? Exactly. <laughs> She is a ostensibly a rapper, but the only thing anybody knows her from is she's got a very, very annoying laugh. And she was on that show, uh, 
ridiculousness. Okay. Which is like Tosh.0 for people with even lower IQs. Yeah. Yup. 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 Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and she had a really annoying laugh and she was on like a million episodes of that show. That's the only place I know her from. I could not name one of her songs if you offered me a million dollars. So she freaked out because she was kicked out of a rap club, <laughs> out of a hip hop club? Yeah. This got brought to my attention because she went on this bizarre like cocaine, I don't, maybe cocaine fueled rant on Snapchat where she's like, I realized that the nicer I am, the fewer people want to fuck with me. And she was just like really fucking pressed because nobody was liking her Instagram pictures. And she's like, fuck you. I'm always liking your shit. Why aren't you liking my shit? I always like my friend's shit and I'm fucking famous. And you're not liking mine. I'm like, girl, calm down. It is the internet. You can buy those, you know? Counterpoint. (laughs) Counterpoint. When I make a tweet that I think is funny and it don't get likes, I get sad. I delete the tweet. Sometimes I delete it and then tweet it again at a, more <laughs> <laughs> at a better hour. And I know for a fact that sometimes you'll post a picture on your... What's your Instagram again? It's at uh, Sierra Rancho. S-I-E-R-R-N-C-H-O. I think so. Yeah, I think that's it too because your name's Sierra. Your name's Sarancho. Sierra Rancho. Yes. Sometimes you'll post something on your Instagram and and you will get sad if it doesn't have enough likes. That's true. I do. Yeah. So, see, no, I, but, but again, if you were, free, if, if like a normie who's not famous is freaking out about not getting enough likes, that's cringe enough. I'm not freaking out. I'm just sad. Well, I, I'm sorry. Here's what I was, this is what I was trying to say. Okay. If you were to freak out online, if you were to get mad online, that would be cringe. For a celebrity to do it is so much worse. It's so bad. I know. It's like, don't, it's like, you're on five seasons of ridiculousness. Don't you have enough? (laughs) Your name is West Coast. West Coast. Someone named you after the best coast, the West Coast. And then there's yeah, there's this video of her getting kicked out of a nightclub. Oh, no. And, like, the, the bouncer dumps her off outside. And then she's just, like, screaming at the dude, like, fuck you, you got a small penis. I'm here with six hot girls. And we can't get the fucking, do you know who the fuck I am? But it was really fucking cringe. I feel like the moment you say the, I feel like the phrase, do you know who I am, just flies out of some people's mouths sometimes. Like, nobody sit, it, this is what's interesting about it. Nobody sits down and goes like, later today, I'm going to ask someone, do you know who the fuck I am? Like, and then after that, I'll get my laundry, make deviled eggs, <laughs> like, like catch up on two broke girls. It put it, that it's like a meme that only celebrities use. And it's so fucking cringe. It's, it's always bad. If I ever, if you ever hear that come out of my mouth, audience member, you have carte blanche to just put me down like a dog in the road. Exactly. Please. And Officer Don heard that, so he will not press charges. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like the moment you say that, it's, it's oh, what is that phrase that you guys have? Quote, it's over for these hoes. It's it's uh you know you you often say things like once I go to college fix my hair 
uh, buy a robot that turns into a that turns into a car. Make friends with the real life Kirby from Kirby's Dreamland. Find a talking snake and take it to the lake and hit it with a rake. It's over for you, hoes. Yes. Yeah, that's a meme. Like, um, <laughs> once you say the phrase, "Don't you know who I am?" Which is very close to, and one of my other favorite phrases. Do you know who my dad is? Oh my god, yes, that one's even that's even, that's like a whole nother realm of it's cringe that worse. shouldn't even be possible. It's weird because it's like you didn't earn that. You know what I mean? Like, do you know who I am means at some point you did something notable, even if it was that you were a porn star or threw a cup of coke at Blake Griffin. Like, you did something to to get the people's attention, but it's like you didn't even earn the right to Act like an entitled tryhards, like like cringe lord. Oh, it's just inherited. It's so bad. Yeah, you. The only thing significant you've done is come out of a famous guy's balls or something. Yeah, my dad will sue you. That's a good one. I know. Good. My good. dad is gonna sue you. Exactly. I'm from a very important family. Oh. Uh, Okay, so now we had started by talking about our Sonic the Hedgehog Valentine's Day (laughs) adventure. Um, That is a, let's say like a pulling rank adventure, which of course was within a reclining adventure, which was outside which was without of an Uber tipping adventure. But we were in an Uber on the way to see the Sonic movie on our Valentine's Day adventure. Yes. Now, what did you think of the Sonic movie? It was dog shit. I never want to see another. First of all, I was convinced Channing Tatum was in it. I have no idea why. So I was super disappointed when there was no Channing Tatum in it. But I, I, I think I have that that the Mandela effect of seeing Channing Tatum in the police car in that one movie and conflating the two. Because I don't know who the fuck that guy was, but it was not Channing Tatum. Uh, his name's James Marston. Perhaps you know him as Tina Fey's final love interest in 30 Rock? Well, his acting sucks dog shit, and that movie was terrible. It was so bad. Jim Carrey was the only mildly entertaining thing a part, about, part about it. It sucked shit, and I hated it. James, Marston act, James Marston's acting was not bad in that movie. James Marston's acting was great. He had to pretend to be friends with, like, a ping pong ball <laughs> then later they put in a hedgehog then at some point we all said that hedgehog looks like shit and they replaced it with another hedgehog he's in like a ho- he's in a hotel room set making best friends with nothing I just want to, to the animators who had to not only create this pile of dog shit, but create this pile of dog shit two times, I want to say from the bottom of my heart, you have so much to live for. Please do not, please don't act on the feelings you are undoubtedly feeling. I really like that movie. (laughs) To me, I liked it kind of like as a film nerd because it was incredibly simple a little orphan alien comes to Earth. He goes to Earth for safety, but he wants to make friends. So it's like, a, so the movie's about, so I'll walk you through the movie so you don't have to watch it. Audience. Uh, big spoilers for the Sonic movie. The Sonic movie. The rings were fucking stupid. That was stupid. 
That the rings were great. It suddenly makes sense why he'd want these rings. Like, why do I want the rings in the in the video game? Because when I gather up 50 of them, I can open a spinning portal to someplace better. A place where I can get a chaos emerald. Yeah, it's almost like we're really trying to read information into a 50-year-old fucking Sega game that was not designed with the intention of having it read into. You could say that. Or do the rings represent safety to a lost orphan alien who just wants to find some peace? Now it makes sense. Because here's the thing. If those rings gave you the power to take over the world, yeah, I've seen it before. If like, if you put the seven rings together, you get a mega gauntlet. I've seen that shit before. The rings represented escape. You, you definitely work in advertising. You are so full of shit. I am not full of- You literally threw a ring, thought of a location, and escaped there. That's how the rings work. They're stupid. It's stupid. You have the fucking chaos emeralds. Why did you not incorporate that at all? I liked how they didn't even talk about the chaos emeralds in this movie. I like how they took it slow. So, let's start with the movie. It opens with Sonic is- Sonic is an alien. He doesn't know where he's from. He's super fast. He's on some sort of alien planet where he's got like a grandma who's a big owl. And I'm watching this right away. Oh, no, no, no. Actually, first off, here's how the movie starts. The movie starts with Sonic running as fast as he can through the streets of San Francisco while Jim Carrey as Dr. Robotnik flies in a flying saucer, blasting him, causing explosions left and right. I really like that they opened the movie on this because if I'm a little kid, I don't really want world building the first thing i want to see is sonic running fast or i'm gonna poop my pants why was sonic's mom an owl let's get in okay now we're getting into that but first off so it starts it starts like that it starts to to quote film school and media res or in the middle of the action pause sonic goes Hey, that's me, Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, you're probably wondering why I'm running through the streets of San Francisco and why there's a crazy guy chasing me. Yeah, my life is pretty crazy. <laughs> but it, and it all started blank. And it's like, that is is that corny? Yeah. Have I seen that device used a million times? Yeah. But is it effective in a kid's movie? Yeah. Because it starts us off with some action. And now, and now, like, narration, voiceover is traditionally thought of as like the worst thing you can do in a movie but if you're in a kid's movie sometimes you need a character to just tell the kids hi i'm sonic this is my character now i'm gonna tell you my story it's like great simple yeah <laughs> fucking suck <mom. laughs> it was a good movie it was not a good movie so then we cut to sonic got some alien plan he's got an owl mom he's got like an owl grandma he doesn't know where he's from he's a little alien orphan there's an owl taking care of him never explained by the way why the mom is an owl it was never explained why the mom was an owl but the mom good but the grandma owl goes like people people are gonna want you and they're gonna want your power so you have to keep your identity a secret and the and the owl goes and then i don't know a bunch of bad guys find them so the grandma owl hands sonic a patch of a pouch of magic rings and says and says i have a map of safe worlds i'm going to take you to a, you you're going to go to a place called earth throws the rings sonic runs through 
Grandma Owl is left behind. Grandma Owl, Obi-Wan Kenobi style, sacrifices herself. Gets owned by the men. <laughs> gets owned by the bad guys. Now, I agree that that was weird, and I don't know who this Grandma Owl is. Why can't it just be the Sonic mom? I want to see a mom, Sonic. It, because we're going to find out. Because they're leaving that open for future movies to be like, where is Sonic from? Because he's in the lore of an alien. I bet in Sonic 3 or Sonic 4, we go to a planet of Sonics. And now Dr. Robotnik wants to take over that planet. Planet of Sonics would have been cool. You can't... You know what would have been cool? A Planet Sonics, Knuckles, Amy Rose, Dr. Robotnik, Supersonic, Megasonic, if Sonic had turned gold, seven cast emeralds, people taking a dump on the emeralds and then putting them in there. Like, yes, all this would have been cool, but I admire that the movie had a lot of restraint. Very simple. He's an alien orphan who wants friends. Yeah, the movie about the magic hedgehog that run real fast. Yeah, that needs a boatload of restraint. It does need a boatload of restraint because sometimes you see these kids' movies where there's 50 characters and 80 things happening and 100 objectives and you're just like, what the fuck is happening? Like, simple. Like that shitty Star Wars movie? Yes! <laughs> Me too. Exactly like the one of the things I don't like about The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker is that they're crazy bloated. They have 19 characters with 55 objectives. Right, we could have like cut out, I feel like we could have cut out like two planet visits <laughs> from Rise of the Skywalker yeah. and had the same experience. I In my head while I'm watching The Last Jedi, I'm in my head editing out every scene with Finn and Poe and Rose in it and Admiral Holdo. And I'm like, if I just lost an hour of this, there's a really good movie in here about a cranky old man wizard who don't want to train a girl. Yeah, that blew my fucking mind that the entire Finn and Poe subplot was in insanely pointless yeah i know and then and then in the last in, in rise of skywalker it's even more pointless they're like we're gonna go to the desert planet with you do they do anything no do they help her find the thing not really would she have probably found the thing without them yeah but we got to meet celebrity celebrity guy i don't know his name lando calrissian lando uh, celebrity yes you know him you know him don't you see viewer bazinga <laughs> hey saran and while saran was pretending to to masturbate an invisible phallus onto her face while she was talking about meeting Lando. But what? But Ray could have just met Lando. You know what I mean? All right. That's exactly one of the things I appreciated about the Sonic movie. It's very simple. He wants to find friends. He gets so mad one day that he doesn't have any friends that he runs real fast. He <laughs> runs so fast that it causes a power outage. Now the government is like, what's going on? So the government sends their top scientist, Dr. Robotnik. Jim Carrey. <laughs> Jim Carrey. Again, very simple. Jim Carrey's character was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. That was great. He was trying so hard to make this dog shit movie work. Jim Carrey was fantastic in this movie. He was so goddamn good. And I think one of the reasons why I really, really liked him in this movie, whereas I didn't like him in a lot of others, is that I haven't seen him act like a goof in maybe like 15 years. Yeah, getting real Ace Ventura vibes for him. Yeah, Very good. Yeah, it's like, I liked Ace Ventura a lot. I liked, I liked Dumb and Dumber. 
And then he made like 15 other movies where he's like a screaming, blithering idiot. <laughs> and it's like, I'm kind of seeing this. It was like the same thing I had with Jack Black. Like, loved him in High Fidelity. Loved him in um, Stealing Harvard. What was that movie? Uh, School of Rock. Oh, I love him in School of Rock. And then he's like in 19 other movies going like, come on, yeah! Oh, yeah! And it's like, oh, okay. All yeah. Right. Uh-huh. I agree with you. Um, but yeah, Jim Carrey was amazing in this movie. My favorite line was when... So he has like an assistant that he regu- that he like regularly abuses called Doctor St- whose name is like Doctor Stone, and he's always like yelling at Doctor Stone and calling him an idiot. He's always calling everybody an idiot. But at one point, like Doctor Stone, con- like 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 accidentally startles Jim Carrey, and Jim Carrey like grabs it by the throat and shoves him <laughs> up against the side of the of the evil van that they work out of. And then and then Jim Carrey's like, what are you doing here? And Dr. Stone goes, I, I brought you I brought you an ostrich milk latte. Would you want one? And Jim Carrey goes, of course I want one. You make them in a way that's delicious. He's <laughs> <laughs> just like always yelling and screaming. I thought him and James Marston had a lot of good back and forth. Okay, you don't know who James Marston is. James Marston's the main character. Channing Tatum, I know. <laughs> okay. All right, so anyway, so Sonic runs real fast, causes a power outage. The government sends Dr. Robotnik to find him. Dr. Robotnik is, like, trying to hunt down Sonic. Now it's like a road trip buddy on the run comedy. James Marston um, has to get Sonic to San Francisco where Sonic has accidentally lost his rings so that Sonic can use one of the rings to go to a mushroom planet. But the problem is he's fallen in love with Earth. Sonic loves everything about Earth. He loves our comic books. He loves our video games. He loves donuts and, and pop culture and all this shit. And flossing. He loves what? Yes, he does do the Fortnite floss yeah. at one point. And also, there are two fart jokes in the movie, which is two more than I was expecting in a Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you stupid fucking kids. You think farts are funny? You like Fortnite? Of course you do. Bazinga. What do you... Yeah, kids' movies are stupid. Wow. Breaking news. Movies made for two-year-olds are... N- Sometimes adults will find them to be less than perfect. I thought the Emoji Movie was better than this the movie. The Emoji Movie was much worse than this movie. No, it wasn't. Oh, remember when they went to Candy Crush Land? Yeah, that was like... You're right. That movie was like a 90-minute long commercial for apps. <laughs> yeah. Remember when the secret to winning in the Emoji Movie was they had to find Dropbox? Dropbox! They had to go to the Dropbox app because at one point, the main character goes, well, of course, the rest of this phone has been infected, but Dropbox is 100% secure. It's stored in the cloud, and you can get up to 100 gigabytes for free by using this promo code. Yeah. The product placement in the Sonic movie was much more tasteful. They mentioned the Olive Garden once. And then, at the end of the movie... Uh, um, after like, okay, so here's how the movie ends. So like, Dr. Robotnik wants to find Sonic. Sonic's got to use the rings to escape to a mushroom planet. Eventually, uh, Sonic throws a ring that leads to the mushroom planet and shoves Dr. Robotnik in it. So now Sonic gets to stay on Earth and Robotnik is gone. Everybody has to hush everything up like an E.T. And then the government comes to James Marston's house and is like, have you seen Sonic? 
like we kind of just want to talk to him like we don't want to dissect him or anything james bond is like no i don't know where sonic is and then the general goes well here's a gift from uncle sam for keeping quiet about all this and it's so it's like an envelope and james bond is like really excited and he opens it up and it's a it's a 50 dollar olive garden gift card and the general goes they have unlimited breadsticks i like that part that part was great and James Martin's like, I was kind of expecting something more. And he's like, what could be more fun than the Olive Garden? And I'm like, yeah, what could be more fun than the Olive Garden? Shut the fuck up, James Martin. So then, and so then, and, but what, Sonic's living in the attic or something? Yeah, I think so. Sonic's living in the attic. So in the end, the little alien finds friends. He finds a home. There's some credits. And then there's a post credit scene. And this is a real big spoiler. Who shows up? I don't remember. That's right. It's Tails. Tails shows up. He flies out of a ring. He's got a little radar thing that looks like the Dragon Ball radar. And he's like, I got to find Sonic. I better hurry. I better go fast. And then Tails like jumps off a cliff and you think like, oh my God, this, he's going to die. He starts flying with his Tails. Back to the credits, baby. Sonic. Simple, easy, fun. Oh, here's one of the fart jokes. Tell me the You're fart real jokes. drunk for this movie. Fuck yeah, I needed to be. <laughs> yeah, you were real, real. You, and you kept saying that while you were drinking during the movie. Um, so at one point, Sonic farts in the, <laughs> in the motel room they're hiding out in from the government. And James Marsden goes, that was a big one. You should probably check your fur. Meaning, <laughs> James Marsden thinks that Sonic's fart was so rank that he might have shit himself a little bit. That's a good joke. Come on. No, I'm thinking about, like, fur around Sonic's butthole. I'm thinking about, poo- I'm thinking about shit around Sonic's butthole. Why am I thinking about this? I don't know. I like the movie. Yeah, well, I don't like sitting around thinking about Sonic's tight little ass. <laughs> That's all you think about are the assholes of adorable little creatures. <laughs> true. Several times, Sriracha said to me, I'm going to get some needle and thread, and I'm going to sew assholes on all the porgs. <laughs> I saw a peacock's asshole the other day. Yes, you did. <laughs> do you know that they're all fluffy underneath? Like, I know you've seen a peacock open its feathers, but I do know what's going on in the back, because it's crazy. <laughs> You got a thing for assholes. You got a thing. That's why I, I hear this so joke. Cute. I turn to you and I'm like, huh? This is literally written for you. She's screaming about wanting her seventh, her seventh double well whiskey and diet. Hell yeah. All right. Well, hey, we will be right back after this. We have a lot more episode. We have a, uh, is our one year anniversary. We've got a million voicemails to listen to. And when we come back. The winner of the Replacement Rancher Contest. Yes. Are you a simp? Are you a reply guy? Are you? Is your pinned tweet on Twitter.com a response to a celebrity saying, shut up, snowflake, with three likes? And you gotta head on. I need you to pick up that motherfucking phone and head on over to Patreon.com slash Asterios. Patreon.com slash Asterios is the sponsor of this episode and all of our episodes. You can get delicious bonus content for just $2. Just $2 and locks, uh, what is it, like three years worth of bonus content. I went to the movies last 
last night and I saw Sonic the Hedgehog and it sucked balls and it cost way more than $2. That's a good thing about podcasts is you don't like one episode, just change it. They can't all be winners. You get you get pork chatter, you get crystery, you get what I can only describe as a slot bed of content. We got content for everybody. We got content for people who think getting owned online is harassment. We got content for 40-year-old dudes in their trucks taking pictures at the worst possible angle. Uh, Patreon.com slash Stereos. Welcome back to the Loudest Podcast. Now, for months, we have been doing like eight things at once. We're in the middle of a tampon drive that we kind of forgot about. Yeah, we need to deliver those boxes to women's boxes. We And we will. <laughs> Like, I'm trying to do this thing on the show where I'm like, let's talk about one thing at a time, Asterios. <laughs> like, but, and right now, the one thing that we're in, so there's like a million kind of balls we have in the air, but one of the things is, for months we've had a replacement ranch contest. Sometimes, Sriracha, she'll go on vacation, yeah. and we want someone to replace her with. So, it came down to five finalists. That guy Foss, the eagle shitter, Blaze <laughs> with a three instead of an E, the teenage version of Asterios. Weezer fan 420, aka Lime Jinjo, aka Boo 420, aka Boy on Strig, <laughs> Nico, the well endowed goth woman, and Mr. <laughs> Plunkett, who's also known as Leo on Couch. Um, <laughs> do you have a favorite before I before I reveal these results? No, I love each of my children equally. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. But I don't care much for Job. <laughs> Job? Yes. <laughs> you mean that? Didn't Job try to murder his bro? Who is Job in the Bible? No, that is an arrested development. Lucille's like, how dare you, Michael? I love all my children equally. Then immediately cuts away to a scene of her sitting with Buster. She says, I don't care for Job. I also wouldn't care much for Job. He's a real asshole. All right. But anyway, um, so coming in fifth place with five votes is... Blaze 3, the teenage version of Asterios. Good job. Well, I, lo- I love that kid. I love him. It's really nice to talk to me from the past. It's nice to be nominated. <laughs> yeah. Number four, with 10 votes, Dat Guy Foss, the eagle shitter. Wow. Yeah. Who's also like a very funny comedy writer. He wrote this like an amazing comic book that he mailed me. Um, I love Dat Guy Foss. And all of our, even if you didn't win, we will have all these people back. In some capacity on the show. Correct. Um, number three with 14 votes, Mr. Plunkett, who I love. He's a personal favorite of mine. It is so nice to be able to talk to someone who sounds like Mr. Plunkett, but is not Mr. Plunkett. I don't even know why I like it, but I really like yeah, talking to him. Yeah, you look really keyed up. <laughs> yeah, I really like talking to him. Number two with 81 votes. Weezer fan 420, Shit. which means our number one replacement rancher with 87 votes. Oh, that was close. Is Nico, the well-endowed goth woman. Now she's well-endowed with $50. We're going to send her 50 bucks. Congratulations, Nico. Nico won by five votes. 81 to 87. It was really goddamn close. That's amazing. I will say, I do feel like... Because the question wasn't like, who's your favorite? Who's the funniest? Who do you want to hear from most? The question was, who's the best replace at replacing Sarancha? Nico is like your fucking clone. I, 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 she unlocked some memories that I didn't know I had. She's 
is like dark Sarantia. Like if you went into like a portal and split into your good half and your bad half, the bad half would be Nico. That's dark sided as fuck, bro. It is dark. She's dark sided Rancha. Oh my god. Yeah, with a leather jacket. Yeah, <laughs> one inch pins, vaped. I bet she's vaping twenty four seven. That jewel, dyeing her hair with Kool Aid. Oh my god, I saw. Oh wait, no. Off no, wait, what? Huh? It's okay. I saw the funniest. Fu- it was not intended to be funny, but I Uh-oh. saw the funniest fucking thing the other day. I'm in this Facebook group called a group that makes small decisions for you. Yes, and this girl wrote this whole big long post about. She's like, I quit jewel. Uh, six months ago, and I, all I think about is hitting that jewel. I wake up in the morning and I want to hit the jewel. And before I go to bed, I want to hit that jewel. I'll be driving in my car and I'll be like, what would happen if I just pulled over and hit that jewel now? And I'm wondering, should I start hitting the jewel? I, there, there's just something hysterical about it. She's like, I'm addicted to nicotine, but then over and over again, keep saying, hitting that jewel. <laughs> That's really fucking funny. I don't think I would ask Facebook, should I be, quote, hitting that jewel? Because, of course, Facebook's going to say yes. No, they said no. Really? They said, do not hit that jewel. This is the one time the internet has ever told someone to do the right thing. Because usually on 4chan, if someone's like, should I kill myself? Isn't all 4chan like, do it? Yeah, record it. <laughs> record it. Become a legend. Become an hero. Um, so, I do feel that Nico is... The best replacement rancher, but I love all these guys, so I have a couple of thoughts. Okay, I'm ready. All right. First off, I think the Asterios and Sarancha podcast emporium needs a couple of new items on the shelves. Number one, a show that I pitched you this last week, just in the middle of the episode, you guys were so funny together. I was like, you should just do a show together. Like, a show... Uh, where you and Nico talk about weeb shit, goth shit, magic shit, millennial shit. I love millennial shit. Um, Nico pitched a title that I thought was amazing, calling it The Dark Weebs. That's hysterical. That is the best. You can't top that. That's that's perfect. First try. I got it in one take. Yeah. Mark your calendar. That was because I emailed her after and I was like, and I was like, I would love to record a show with you guys. I'll be the producer. Like, I'll, you know, I'll handle it from a technical perspective you know we'll ask wick to edit it i was like you guys just need a title like the like the zippy girls or like or like captain crunch and the lunch bunch i was like you just need like a title and i was like something like that but good and she was like how about the dark weebs <laughs> intellectual dark weeb and you and then you immediately said the intellectual dark weebs <laughs> so and i and so i guess that's gonna i guess you and nico are gonna have to figure out what to call it we could talk about it on the first episode i wonder what we should talk about what, what do you want to talk about um anime Mm-hmm. Anime. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, bad anime. I also want to talk about... I wonder if Nico is in that group on Facebook called, like, Jordan Peterson fans. <laughs> Jordan Peterson fans in parentheses. High IQ only. <laughs> <laughs> I am in Jordan Peterson fans. High IQ only. And it's the best... It's the best thing on the internet. Wow. Okay. Facebook has really saved its own ass by making groups. It's the only fun part about that website now. How many Facebook groups are you in? Hundreds of them. Hundreds really? of them, yes. Can you name some of your favorites? Because I just, I just joined the tag groups. Like, uh, those, uh, social justice is important, but let's not lose our fucking minds. <laughs> 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 That's why 
why I was reading you this morning about some of these scorching hot take that we should just get rid of not not the metric system, but all systems of numbers. Like, how would that even work? Okay, we're going into surgery. Just do whatever feels right, Miss Anesthesiologist. Yeah, some person was like, applying objective measurements to our subjective world is a form of abuse. We shouldn't, <laughs> you shouldn't be able to measure things in inches or pounds. And the whole time I'm thinking to myself, I think this is like a 15-year-old kid who's got the Communist Manifesto in one hand and his medium to small size dick in the other. It's kind of big. And I think it's it's either like a it's either like a teenage boy with a small dick or a teenage girl who's super overweight. And you're just trying to abolish measurement. I saw somebody respond to it to be like, you know, leftism is about more than just removing basic social constructs, right? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, yeah, can I get that on a banner, please? Um, other good groups. Oh, oh, but real quick, I saw an, I saw a tweet the other day that was like, "Ghosting people is abuse. <laughs> not that. emailing people back is abuse. <laughs> like not replying to DMs <laughs> is abuse." And it's like, uh, a, of course they're not. B, I think I know why no one wants to respond to your texts or DMs. I think you're. Real fucking high in your own woke supply. Yikes. Yeah, I saw a really long take on that group that was like, uh, getting owned on the internet might seem funny, but it's actually harassment. Yes! Oh my god, you've been talking about that! Oh my god! (laughs) Getting owned on Twitter is harassment. (laughs) (laughs) Other good groups include burb, just the word burb. Um, this cat is chomky. Uh, this cat is pregnant. Why do you know about this one? I don't mean to be over dramatic, but I would die for this bird. Sounds like you just hate poor people. <laughs> <laughs> the the pores are at it again. Is a good one? <laughs> There's a group called A group where we all pretend to be MLM Huns <laughs> That's hysterical That's my favorite role paying group Better than a group where we all pretend to be boomers <laughs> A group where we all pretend to be boomers Lit up It lit up like a rocket And then exploded <laughs> like the Challenger Like there was a week Remember when a group when, where we all pretend to be boomers was like written about on CNN and fucking MSNBC? Like it was getting coverage. But then after like the 900th time someone pretends that Facebook is Google to look up their ex-boyfriend from 1955, it's like, okay, I get it. Yeah, no. Uh, um a group where we all pretend to be MLM hunts is fucking hysterical. It's just people sitting around writing these big long emoji captions like, Hey Huns, I'm having a sale on Young Living. My son Braxton <laughs> <laughs> My son Braxton has a terrible cough. Do you think elderberry syrup will help? <laughs> My son sixteen eleven. Has these red splotches all over his body. Do you think peppermint oil will do the trick? And then there's always someone that gets lost and is like, no, take him to the doctor. And everybody's probably on, like, don't listen to this, hun. (laughs) Wait, you keep saying hun. 
What does that mean in the context of this meme? Hun is a pejorative term for women that are involved in the like those pyramid scheme come like Young Living and LuLaRoe because they all start all their messages with "Hey, Hun, I have a fantastic business opportunity for you." <laughs> Something that got me is to talk about Patreon.com slash terrorist less. And I know that a lot of listeners are going to be like, what are you talking about? You talk about it all the time. At one point, I talked about it a lot more. But I went to college with this girl, and she's in one of those things. Oh, no. Which one? It's called Arbon. Oh, Arborn. What is it? It's makeup. It's like a Mary Kay clone. Oh, okay. Every picture she posts is just like a picture of her doing something. It'll be like her, it'll be her at the beach or her on the street. It'll be like a picture of her coffee or like a picture of a dog. No matter what it is, she'll be like, wow, I'm really living my best life. And what really helps is Arbonne. Like Arbonne has really like freed me to be the person I want and like given me the options. And now I'm a small business owner. Thanks to like our, and she talks about it so much and it's always so forced and I was just like, I have to start talking about my Patreon less. <laughs> one of the things that really gets me is all these MLM huns. It, when they post like, just got my nails did. Thanks, Unique. Or thanks, Lula. Can you imagine if you do that? Like, just bought groceries. Thanks, Job. <laughs> That's a result. I didn't even know this was a thing. Oh, my God. You're right. They all do the exact same fucking thing. Like, can't believe I made $500 by going to work today. <laughs> Just hopped on the subway. Thanks, Amway. <laughs> you really are the way to a better life. Just just put gas in my car. Thank you, McDonald's. Oh, my God. <laughs> Someone DM'd me the other day and was like, how much would I have to pay Sarancha to get involved in an MLM? Oh, um, $5. Whatever it costs to start up. Yes. Wow! I will. I will put that off. I. I have been so fucking interested in this shit. I want to get inside, but I cannot justify like the cost. We can find the cheapest one. I don't give a shit. It'll probably be unique because all you got to do is buy like a box of mascara from. I would love to do that as a prank. Okay. I told this person, I said, I think you'd have to pay Sarantia like $1,000. She really hates these MLM things. I guess not. So whoever I was talking to. I'll do it for uh, the cost of the startup kit. Yeah, that's really fair, actually. (laughs) And then you know what? When you get tired of it, Sarantia, you want to just mail that guy the startup kit? Sure, yeah. You want a whole box of mascara? Sure. You want a box of mascara that will probably infect your girlfriend or mom's eyes? Oh, yeah. No, they're real bad. That unique shit is real gross. Yeah, I don't don't fucking know. I, I, I only know about it. You were the first years ago when we started uh creating content together you (laughs) (laughs) just making obscene head oh yeah we made content all right (laughs) you you're the first person to ever i'd never even heard the letters mlm before you 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 i guess a bunch of your high school friends do this shit oh god yes um awful terrible no good very bad yikes they're very bad they're very i got tricked once to going a pure to a pure romance party this is not a joke this is not a meme i got tricked to going to a pure romance party and pure romance is the uh lubricant and sex toys and sensual massage oils do you know how fucking embarrassing it is 
to be looking at dildos with a bunch of other people that you know. Pretty embarrassing. She told us it was a bachelorette party. <laughs> Turns out no one is getting married. <laughs> it's just a bachelorette as in you are not getting married. So put this on your gooch. So I did not buy anything, of course. And I ate a lot of chicken, buffalo chicken dip. And then she later asked me to reimburse her for the chicken dip. What? I did not do it. I, well, obviously. <laughs> I did I didn't know. I thought MLM was just spamming on Twitter all day. I thought it was just like another form of self-promotion. I didn't know that like you got a bunch of your real life friends and family members into a room and made them all feel sorry for you so they'd buy something. Yep. Uh-huh. I didn't know that. It's horrifying. It is absolutely terrifying. Jesus fucking Christ. And it's all women. And it's all single mom. And it's, it's like a fucking cult. It's like a cult just out in the world. <laughs> One time a coworker like told me that like she had like a business opportunity for me in like the cell phone space. And I was like, oh shit, cool. Okay. It was when I was working at Mad TV, like in the early 2000s. And then I like, met her in downtown and it was some sort of pyramid scheme cell phone service thing. And she was trying to get me to become a cell phone salesman so that I would sign up people so that she would get commission, you know, pyramid scheme. Yeah. And um, and I felt so bad. I was like, I do not want to do this, but I will buy phone service from you. Cause it oh, was, no. And th- this was back at the time when you needed like a land. Oh, no, it wasn't cell phone. It was a landline. Oh, shit. Right, this was early 2000. I was paying like $14 a month to like to Los Angeles phone. And it was like $17 a month to pay her. And I was like, yeah, yeah I'll give you $17. And at the time, like, I only really had a landline for 911 emergencies. <laughs> That's why my mom has one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, like, so like, I never used it. So, it was never like, oh, I made a call and it was like $900. It's like, yeah, this is kind of only for if I'm going to die. But now I'm kind of realizing, like, if my life is in my hands, I probably shouldn't trust, like, Hyperion Telephonics <laughs> to, like, connect me fucking 911. I'm getting stabbed. Please enter the dial-out code. <laughs> <laughs> While you're holding, there's a world of opportunity for you at Hyperion Telephonics. Yeah, my favorite, one of the other go-to lines is like, it's not a pyramid scheme. Uh, They'll draw the corporate structure of like a company, like CEO, CFO, uh, whatever the other acronym. Yeah, I don't know. I've never yeah. worked in an office. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like managers and employees. She's like, looks like a pyramid scheme to me, hun. And I'm like, see, the thing is, at when I go to my job, uh, the amount of money I make does not depend on. <laughs> How much the McDonald's cashiers are fucking up. Also, and I've seen that. I've seen those things. I was trying to think in my head, like, is is that a real thing I saw or was that a joke on The Simpsons? <laughs> I, thank you for confirming. It's like, if you have to use the phrase, this is not a pyramid <laughs> scheme. I, I also don't go to work and then there's a chart and my boss is like, this is not a pyramid scheme. This is def- yeah, no, it's a strangely specific denial. They're always like, no, hon, that's illegal. We're just a commission-based sales company. It's awesome. There is a 
hilarious video of you know Dave Dave Ramsey yes. the financial guy yeah. someone called into his show and I'm sure he knows like people that are way high up in these MLMs because the amount of mental gymnastics he has to do to stop himself from saying this is not a scam to the guy, or this is a stop himself from saying this is a scam to the guy on the phone is truly astounding he's like well see the thing about MLM is I know plenty I know me people making a million dollars a year uh, in a, involved in these multi-level marketing companies but they're they're not working at them five hours a day they they are salespeople with full-time sales job and if you want to become a salesperson then that it might be the path for you but don't think that you're gonna make five hundred dollars a day on your cell phone <laughs> I mean, I assume the reason he's being so touchy about it is that, like, well, his show is syndicated, and and so he doesn't know what ads are being put against his show, like, in rural Montana or in, like, Philadelphia, and so it's like, I'm guessing that MLMs buy local radio airtime. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just very funny. Beans was- and rice, rice and beans, Hyperion <laughs> anyway. Telephonics. <laughs> It's for you. Oh man, I could talk about MLMs all day. I have favorites. Like? Janberry is a good one. What the fuck is Janberry? <laughs> Janberry is these nail wraps. These nail wraps, right? So instead of painting your nails, you can use this thing called a nail wrap, which is basically like peel and stick. Okay. But all of them look so fucking bad because these stay-at-home moms, they're putting them on like their nails are torn up and their cuticles are busted as hell. It's really, that's one of my favorite. Unique is also a very, very good one that's a makeup and it'll be like these uh, women just taking pictures of themselves doing this awful, awful makeup foundation that does not match. And they look like that picture of Trump. Have you seen where his hair is blowing up? There's an orange ring around his yeah, I have seen that photo. <laughs> the president claims it was photoshopped, so I don't know who to believe. I don't either, frankly. Uh, unique. It's called unique. It's called unique, but spelled Y O U. Oh, yeah. that's real bad. It's real bad. I can't believe anybody falls for this shit. That is so bad. I might have pitched that name in a meeting. Like it's I that fucking you. bad. Oh my god. Um. Well. So. Anyway, this was that was a MLM adventure inside. Yeah, you so so you know, I would love it if you guys got together to record a pilot. Um, you know, it, dark weebs, intellectual dark weebs. I'll produce it. I'll handle the tech end. I won't say a word. I don't even my it's just I want to hear you guys talk. You're both so funny. I would love to do that. But that's not the only show that I think I'd like to add to the Asterios and Sarancha Podcast Emporium. I would really like to do a show with Weezer Fan 420 where we discuss the goddamn cartoons he watched as a kid and the cartoons I watched. Because the other day, it was last week, we we're talking about fucking J- Jimmy Phantom? J- Danny, Daniel Phantom. Daniel Phantom. We're talking about Danny Phantom. So I get on Hulu.com. And I pull up an episode, of, I pull up the pilot of Danny Phantom, and I watch it, and it is 22 minutes of very interesting garbage. It's dog shit. It's real bad. Here's the nice thing about Hulu.com. They don't run commercials on the children's programming. Really? Yeah. I assume it breaks some law or something. Probably. Yeah, like COPA. Like, I assume it breaks, like, a COPA compliance thing. So... 
So then I'm like, all right, let me try to watch Jimmy Neutron. Like, now, because I'm trying to think of like all the cartoons I've heard of that you kids like. You like Danny Phantom. You like Jimmy Neutron. You like someone named Timmy Turner. That's Fairly Odd Parents. That show was pretty good, or at least I remember it being good in the earlier seasons. But then I think it devolved a little. I read in the New York Times once. I read an article about the fifteen the 15th season anniversary party that the writing staff on the fairly odd parents had. And apparently like that guy, like what's his name? Like Butch Sundance, Butch Hartman, Butch Hartman. Like he, he was just like, it's a surprisingly easy format for storytelling. Just what would a kid want? Here's the wish, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that's really fucking smart. Actually, Butch, that's really a point. Yeah. Um, but uh, so then I watched the fucking Jimmy Neutron. That's I watched the pilot of Jimmy Neutron. It was even worse. It was real bad. Fairly Odd Parents was funny in a way that these shows were not, and it's very hard to describe. But they like the recurring gags on Fairly Odd Parents. I think are still hysterical. Such as there's a giant book with all the rules, like for fairies and what fairies. It, it just called Da Rules. <laughs> <laughs> summon it out of thin air and be like here well, let's check the rules for this there's a character named Jorgen von Strangle who's just this gigantic like hulking I don't know is he like a high school bully or a- he's like a general of the fairyland oh he's a fairy yeah Jorgen wait you told me so, just to let you in on some of the other shows that I've watched since last week. So, I watched uh, Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> then I went on Twitter. I was like, what should I watch? Someone was like, Tough Puppies. Well, that was total dog shit. That was, I watched the pilot of Tough Puppies real <laughs> fucking bad. Um, but then, I'm on Hulu and I see these, these Fairly Odd Parents movies starring the kid from Drake and Josh. Drake. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and so we've been watching them. And at one point you told me, like, I don't know, someone started yelling and you were like, that's Jorgen von Stranglehold. He's the attorney general of fairies. I don't think he's an attorney, but I, no, he might be actually. You told me he was the, you were drunk. You told me he was the attorney general. And I was like, they have an attorney general of fairies. I do like that. It's called fairy world. That's where the fairies come from and live. And when they're not, uh, Hanging out with Timmy, they can go back to fairy world. <laughs> I don't know. I've seen very, very little. So it's like, I really kind of like exploring these cartoons. And I kind of like trying to fix what's wrong with them. Like, for example, Danny Phantom. I know how to fix that cartoon immediately. It should be 12 minutes long. It is so fucking bloated. They're trying to stretch 22 minutes of, of, of a fucking ghost encounter. It's just, it's real goddamn ridiculous. He, like, it should just be Danny Phantom. There's a ghost. The ghost causes problems in the kid's personal life. Now he has to juggle between fighting the ghost and going to the prom. Which is, by the way, every single issue of Spider-Man <laughs> is Spider-Man has a date with Mary Jane, but Dr. Octopus is threatening lives. Now he ha- Now he's torn between doing the right thing and the thing he wants to do. He picks the right thing. Mary Jane throws a glass of wine in his face and goes, you just blew it, tiger. That's it. Like, that's it. It's like, this could be so simple, Danny Phantom. It could be. Yeah, no. Kids shows for the longest time were not 
like one long stretch. It was just two 12 minute things. And like, and obviously the Fairly Odd Parents is like two stupid dogs was like, yeah, I mean, that's a traditional format. With Danny Phantom, they clear Butch Hartman was clearly like, I want to see if I can crack the half hour action format. Yeah. He wanted his own Ben 10, another cartoon I've never seen, but like, some tells me that's a half hour. And it's like, Butch, that's not your strength. Your strength is making dumb characters yell insane things. In crazy voices. <laughs> yeah, I'm watching this Fairly Odd Parents movie last night. Steven Weber is the bad guy. Steven Weber. Isn't that great? Cheryl Hines is in it. There's all these goddamn great slow Jason Alexander's in the Fairly Odd Parents movie. You're asleep, by the way. It was Valentine's Day. <laughs> this is after he fell asleep. Odd Parents, Fairly Odd Parents. I, I thought I thought that movie was really fun. I had a really good time. Although Sriracha did wake up at one point and go and I and go. Oh my God! Is that the? And I quote. Fat girl from Victoria, and it was. I don't know Victoria. <laughs> and then I went back, and then she went right back to sleep. I was like, "That girl's not that fat." So I was like, "Yeah, she is. She's huge." And then fell back asleep. <laughs> she's pretty fucked. Trina. Her name was Trina on Victoria's. I'll show you a picture of her in the first Fairly Odd Parents movie. She was wearing a tight T-shirt. She lost some weight. Okay, well, she's either lost weight or she was just fat compared to Victoria Justice. <laughs> Because I remember Trina being the fat one on that show. And when you say the fat one, do you mean that they had like plots and storylines around her weight? No. I just watched it. It was like, oh, yeah, that's Trina. She's fat. Okay. Okay, good. So I want to do a show like that with Lime Ginger where I fucking get into these goddamn Zoomer cartoons. And then one more thing I think would be cool would maybe be to get everybody together for a D&D game. That would be fun. Yeah. And this isn't a thing where it's like, oh, it'll be every week. It's like, you know, because we put out like a, a Christery once a month. Maybe once a month we'll, there'll be a dark weeb. Maybe once a month there'll be the... the uh, the. Oh, right. I forgot. I wanted to call the show with Lime Jinjo the Lime and the Coconut. <laughs> I like it. Okay, That's good. really clever. All right, good. Thank you. Um... When I pitched you that name a couple of days ago when you were high, you kept saying, put the lime and the coconut and drink a bunch of cum. And drink your own cum. You kept saying that. Why were you saying that? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, we'll be right back after this with a shitload of voicemails on this, our first interview. You put it in the static too. Oh, no. (laughs) I'm sorry. On this... Our first anniversary of the Loudest Podcast. I didn't want to do it again. <laughs> hey there, you fucks. Are you... You got $15? Of course you do. Head on over to patreon.com slash serious. Get the unlock. Unlock the video episode of this. The video the video episodes. Only you can have them. It is exclusive to video just for you. You can check out all my cool outfits, all my cool porgs. Are there nip slips? I do not have any data to suggest that there are, but I also do not have any data that could suggest that there might be not be in the future. Uh, I post my titties only on Skype.com. <laughs> Skype.com. No premium Snapchat here, you fucking simps. But you pay more for that for a premium Snapchat, and they suck balls. <laughs> no, that's the problem is that they don't. Patreon.com slash uh, Let's listen to some voicemails. Oh, yay. 
You seem really happy to listen to these voicemails. Listen, just let me tell you. Let me put this out there. Okay. Because I've listened to a lot of them. Uh Uh-huh. Guys, short. Okay? Like, I I don't care if you call in while drunk or high. That's not the problem. Which, first of all, very, very surprising how many of you think this is not a great, not just a great idea to call in while drunk or high, but call in while drunk or high with no plan. (laughs) What you want to say. Just write it down. Just write down what you want to say. Open up a Microsoft Word document or a document on your phone. Write it down and then call in. In that order. <laughs> Taraja, are you accusing our listeners of just calling a random number to leave just random drunken nonsense on for our, for our show? Is that your accusation? I think one of you called in like twice after you got cut off. And you were like, oh, wait, why did I get cut off? Because your voicemail is too long. Yeah, okay? that's super Voltateka. He DM'd me about that. He told me, like, he literally DM'd me, like, there are these limits on your voicemail box. I had to leave, like, four voicemails. And I was like, <laughs> I can't wait to not play these on our show. Wow. Super Voltateka. And anybody else calling it one a week. That's all you get is one a you week. You can't just keep it at 10, 15 seconds. All right, hold on. Let's. Enough talking about voicemails. Let's actually play some. Let's Let's listen to this first one. This one was left just uh, last night on Valentine's Day. Hello. Hello. Ooh. Notices bulge. Ooh. What's this? Huh? What do you think? That's not nonsense. 10 out of 10. Absolute genius. <laughs> you know what? I'll give it to him. At least that was fucking short. No, At no. least it was short. I cannot complain. That was probably one of the better ones. Well, let's see if anyone can top it. Hey, Asterios. Uh, my name is Daniel Kelly. I, I'm the guy who sent you all the Big Bang Theory DVDs that I assume you've never gotten those point, DVDs. It's been like three weeks. Oh, shit. This person but has been like about, posting and tweeting uh, about these Big Bang Theory DVDs. I'm here to call about I never on the got, show. I want the DVDs. Sure employers have found my online activity because I've been unemployed oh, since no. mid January and uh, they keep. I keep getting like interviews or just not hearing anything back at all after the interview or. Anything like that, so I'm, I'm pretty sure they've discovered my uh my, my band who we we sing things about shit and come like literally because I found out that <laughs> oh, pretty no. quickly on Google if you search my name in hometown. So uh so I figured you'd be a good guy to talk about to uh get advice from. All right, I'm gonna pause it here. All right, that's enough to go on. Yikes. Yikes. First of all, yikes to Amazon.com or wherever you bought those Big Bang Theory DVDs from. Have we just not checked the P.O. box in no. a while? Oh, no, 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 Because no. Because the context I'm getting from his messages is that he sent these months ago. Yeah, I want them real bad. But no, I'm sorry, sir. We never received them. Uh, second of all, it's going to be a yig yikes from me, dog. Have you tried? Okay. Now, my question for you about your band is... Are you going under your own name when you sing about the well, shit in clearly, the clearly. Otherwise, he wouldn't be leaving the voicemail. Why did you do that, Samantha? <laughs> okay. This is so... That, this, that's not actionable advice for this guy. Yeah. He's, al- he's already screwed up. Now, how could we unscrew this up? What if you start writing songs about how employable you are. Come in on, come in early and leave late. And the job I do is great, great, great. 
don't need health insurance or time off. Uh, and I work through a cold or a flu or a cough. I'm a hard worker. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. Or you can like come up with a fun nickname for yourself. Like, it's too late. Well, wait, what's the fun no, nickname? No, because when, I mean, when he pl- applies for jobs, he could be like, no, the, see, Samantha is the one that sings about Cub. I'm Sammy. I don't know who that guy is. Mm. Okay, well, okay. If this person's name is Samantha Kelly, for, well, first off, you're doing a terrible job of keeping your real name out of questionable online business yeah. by leaving your real name here on this voicemail. Um, just say that to another Samantha Kelly. That's an incredibly common name. You know how hard it is for me to go into an office and say, no, that was another Asterios Coconuts <laughs> that all that stuff happened to? It doesn't work. And my face is ever... It's fucking ridiculous. But, like, Samantha Kelly, like... Just go, this happens to me all the time with every job interview. I'm so, so sorry. There is another Samantha Kelly whose music, frankly, I think is terrible. It's some of the worst music I've ever heard. Repulsive. It, it sounds like diarrhea took a shit into a garbage can's mouth. And, and you listen to me. I love Come. I would never talk shit about Come like they talk about in those songs. They keep calling Come, quote, this poison I got to get out of my balls. Personally, I think we should have a lot more respect for Come than that. And then you got the job. And now you're working as a kindergarten teacher. I'm proud of that guy. Me Congratulations. too. Congratulations. <laughs> right, I think we've helped that guy. You ready for the next one? Yes. All right. Ooh, I love a bunch of sounds. <laughs> See, this is great. Well, I don't know why you didn't think this would make a viable yeah. segment of a, of a <laughs> I bet you podcast. There's so much hey, entertainment hey. value here. There's I so like much me. to comment on. Hell yeah. Fist bump. Hell yeah. Boom. Fist bump. Bow. I can also make sounds with my mouth. <laughs> well, I'd love to hear some right now. 10 out of 10. Can we get any more sounds? Okay. Can we both agree that that guy's mouth sounds were a shitload better than your bullshit mouth sounds? That's why he got a 10 out of 10 for his voicemail. I give your mouth sounds a 4 out of 10. Now imagine going this. The other voicemail was also a 10 out of 10. And so was the first one. Okay, so so far we've assigned 30 voicemail points. Yes. Uh, it's pretty good. Hey, it's a three-way tie for last with all our voicemails. Let's go to the next one. I feel, feel like it's going to be another Chad. Hi, <laughs> hey there. Sharon Chan. Asterios, I just want you all to know that you, you put a smile on me face. Oh! I spend many, many a night out on the sea all alone, and your voices help to keep me comfortable. While the Kraken tries to eat me soul from Some the sort of Irish-English pirate! But I just want you to know, keep up the good work. Y'all are doing fine. Thank you, uh, Captain Hook. Okay, <laughs> he d- did you notice he didn't say yar? Yar. <laughs> he should have been like, 
Yar, doing a great job. You're truly me, mateys. Off on the high seat. I couldn't under. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be real with you, Chief. I could not understand what the first few sentences of your voicemail said, but it sounded overall positive. So I'm gonna give this one a ten out of ten. Yar, gonna make other podcasts walk the plank. I've only got one good eye, but luckily I've got two good ears to hear the loudest podcast. Listen on iTunes, Spotify. Wait, what's a what's a podcast player that we can work R into? Uh, Bitbean. Is that a real podcast player? No. Well, I have a bit. <laughs> okay, do me a favor. Fit. R into Bitbean, please. Bitbean. Okay, that's 10 out of 10. That's a 10 out of 10 response <laughs> to another 10 out of 10 voicemail. All right, here's our next one. Hello, Asterios and Verancha. This is the Kirby Merchandise Guy. Hey! I just wanted Hello. to address a question that Asterios had on the last podcast, which is, why isn't uh, there a Hanukkah Kirby that's a good push. I did and ask that. The long and short of it is that Japan in Christmas in Japan is kind of different than American Christmas. It doesn't have their religious connotation. Really? So they have way better Christmas in Japan. A, it's not a religious thing. So I guess Kirby's not anti-Semitic. Uh, mm. Happy 50th podcast. I, I hope don't... you do more. Mm. Cool. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Uh, yeah. Buy Kirby merchandise, I guess. Yeah, Bye. you should buy Kirby. Okay. I don't know how many Jews there are in Japan. <laughs> if there's even one and there's no there's no Hanukkah Kirby, then Kirby is an anti-Semite. And we have little anti-Semitic Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I will say... There's a lot, there's been a lot of lip service given to Japanese ingenuity and Kaizen over the past couple of decades. But the fact that they managed to just snip the Christianity out of Christmas and only leave the good fun parts, 10 out of 10 Japan, really good job. And you eat Kentucky Fried Chicken on Christmas. Can you explain this a little bit more? I there's no I don't know. They just did a really good marketing campaign a while back. KFC did, and now Japanese people love eating fried chicken on Christmas. That's that, the long and short of it. There's no nothing deeper. That's so fucking cool. God damn it! Like, um, do they have like the Santa Colonel in Japan? Does like Colonel Sanders walk around with a Santa hat and a big sack of fried chicken and you can like see the grease stains on the outside of the sack and like the sack is kind of dragging along at the ground because carrying around a big sack of fried chicken is very heavy. Uh, no, but you should totally pitch that. Okay, I'll fucking pitch that for next year. All right, let's listen to another one. And now a message from the President of the United States. I just wanted to call that you know I heard you do a great thing You're doing the greatest things of all You're doing a podcast which is great It's an American institution As American as hamburger and fries And cheese As American as the name Donald Trump I wanted to call you up special to congratulate you for voting for me in 2016. <laughs> you were the only person you did in your region that. in New York that voted for me. I wanted to call that you do. You make me proud, son. I have the best words, the biggest words, and if you think you have the loudest podcast, you haven't met the people I have. They have the loudest podcast. They're louder than yours. Who do you think you are? You know what? I hope you rot in hell. <laughs> Ah, wow. 
out. He really, he really, he picked the president of the United States, picked up the phone ostensibly to congratulate us, and then halfway through talking about us, realized we sucked shit and should go to hell. Uh, I, I feel that was fantastic. Thank you, Mr. Trump. I didn't vote for you, but only because I don't vote. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> All right, Zwick. Here comes voicemail number seven. It is called "Drugs." It is very long. So oh this might boy! Be the last yes, one. great. All right, and we're hitting plays, Wick. In three, two, one. Hello, you loudest podcast. Hi, this is me, Nurgle. Hey, Nurgle. I called a while ago, but. I'm here to leave another message. Um, Great. Awesome. About four hours ago, I've taken ALD52. It's an LSD analog that has been commonly referred... I thought it was that thing you spray on your keyboard. <laughs> ...in your comment section, so I wanted to check it out. But first, I'll tell you what an LSD analog is. Please. What they basically are is a chemical that is similar... Structure to oh, wow, I would have had no idea that, a, that an LSD analog is something that's like, like LSD. Thank you so much. Yeah, because one thing I couldn't tell that you've and done well, in the past hour is drugs. <laughs> so thank you for letting me know. I think he's on an LSD analog right now. He's on an LSD monologue is what he's on. They're close to if sold and used, if they're sold, for the purpose of human consumption. Oh, my God. There's this common loophole with these companies. That Another one of these drug loophole guys. You're allowed to have unlimited weed in your house as long as you open a religion called the Church of Weed. Did you know that a police officer has to tell you that they're a police officer if you put the drugs on your nipples? <laughs> Every fucking libertarian dude has one of those things, and it's amazing. Like, no, they have to tell you they're a cop if they pull you over for sleeping in your cars. <laughs> It my favorite, okay, I'm, 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 I'm turning this guy's voice off. Please do. My favorite libertarian trick like that is if you're driving drunk um, and you get pulled over to take the keys out of the car, swallow them, sit in the passenger seat and, and just keep repeating, I am not the operator of this vehicle. I am not the driver. Then the cop will be like, well, where is the driver? I am not the operator of this vehicle. I want my lawyer. <laughs> I am not the driver. I'm on my lawyer. I'm a sovereign citizen. Uh, what am I, I? Have you ever watched those sovereign citizen freak out videos? No, I hate watching people <laughs> freak so out. Funny. I hate it. Because one day I know that's going to be me. One day I just know there's going to be a video of me out there in a car just yelling at a cop. And it's just like, ugh, I don't want to look at it. I know. I don't want to look at like the ghost of of, of crazy assholes future. I don't know. It's always pretty funny. I, I've never heard the swallow your keys thing, but I have heard uh, libertarian, not libertarians, but sovereign citizens mm -hmm. actually say that if you are driving drug and a cop <laughs> starts driving behind you, you should roll down your passenger's side window and throw the keys out. I've heard that too. <laughs> what? I don't. <laughs> like they can't recover them. Like that's ironclad evidence that no, this isn't even my car. Where are the keys? <laughs> That's why you gotta swallow those keys Because your stomach acid Destroys the evidence 
bulletproof argument. This has been Asteris' libertarian corner. All right, let's listen to one more voicemail. One more. Yeah, let's do it. Hey, Asterios, Sriracha, it's me, your favorite boy, Riley Brooks. Hey, Riley! Hey, Riley! Congratulations on 50 episodes, guys. That's wild. Thank you. You made it. I've been listening since the beginning. I discovered Asterios in... November 2018, right after Monkey Jones got terminated off YouTube, and I was starting <laughs> content, and I found Boomer vs. Zoomer. F. And I'm like, I love this guy, and I'm still following you to this day. Thank you. Here's to 50 more. Love you guys. We love you too. Please bring back Porg Science Kills a Kid Talks to Strangers versus Zoomer. Thank you. Oh, wow, Porgs, this guy likes all our stuff. Porg Talks to Strangers. <laughs> Thank you, Rutsy. That was a nice one to end on. He called up, told us we're doing a good job, told us he likes us, hung up. Love you guys. And if your voicemail didn't get played, uh, my advice to you is sober up, drink a glass of water, and try again next week. It's fine. Voicemail line is still there. The number is Wick. Read the number. Like, just do a cut in here of you just reading the number. We really should learn our own voicemail number at some point. Woo! voicemail time uh, and I will say one more thing for serious for real um, I just played the voicemails from most recent to least there's like a, a bunch one two three there's like eight that I have not heard so we so truthfully we haven't played your voicemail it's just uh, we just didn't have time to this time well I've heard them and they are bad oh okay <laughs> alright hey well hey that's it for the loudest podcast one year anniversary episode thank you so so much um, and, uh, you know, go on iTunes, go on Spotify, whatever. Leave us a nice review. Give us all the stars. And uh, you guys are stars. We love you, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.